Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I mean, he is right now at dive bars, bar hopping with no shirt on and Kirko chains with Kirk Cousins. That's Matthew Collar. He's joining us now on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. I mean, where are you at right now? Are you at the, uh, are you at Matt's? Yeah, sorry, it's a little loud. I'm actually at the ball, so... Apologies for that. You're at the mall? Mall of America? Yeah, Mall of America. Oh, man, what you doing out there? Well, just, uh, you know, my wife's Sloan, just having a little uh, Friday night wander around the mall. It's a great place to be when it's 25 degrees outside and everything's covered in ice and it's terrible. So I just decided to, uh, you know, just have a little stroll around the mall. Oh, I like it. Hey, so so let me – can you do me a favor before you before you leave there tonight? How long are you guys going to be there? Are you going to be there for another 10 or 15 minutes? Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know what time it closes, but no, they, uh, they close. They wander out with it. Uh, well, there's there's specifically. I want you to take a picture of a place. Um, if you walk past there, it's in the food court, and they close at nine, so there's plenty of time. Um, but it came up earlier tonight on the show uh, because this whole everybody's talking about rectangle pizza, and we're talking about pizza in Minnesota and all that. I need you to take a picture of Zabaro and send it to me. Uh, why? Because it came up on the show. Because Zabaro, just do it for the show, man. You don't answer my calls earlier. You know when we're trying to have you on at eight oh five, and now you're questioning why the show needs you to step up and take a picture. Come on. Okay, okay. I just, I, I guess, I, I'm sorry. I just want to know what I'm taking a picture of Zabaro for. Like, is there well, is first some point you're trying to make? There with is, it or part, what? part of it is the angle of us talking about and podcasting the pizza thing, and we'll have an authentic picture from you because Zabaro came up. Number one, and then number two, um, I actually just want to see. Uh, that Zabaro exists. Now, I know that it does because I'm looking here. It says Mall of America open today, 11 a.m. to 9. But I haven't been to Zabaro since probably, I don't know, college days. I didn't know it was. St- I didn't know until today that we still have one in Minnesota. All the other Zabaros are closed. The only one that's left open is Mall of America. It's almost like, so, do, do you remember back in the day, um, did they ever have Rocky Rococos out in uh, in New York? No, no, I don't think I ever did. Oh, wow. Well, that was that was a that, like that was a thing too. There's only one left in Minnesota and that one's in Brooklyn Park. So, but anyway. So See, it's basically like the the blockbuster of pizza, right? Isn't there a story about like the last blockbuster is in Alaska yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, is it Alaska? I think it's in Oregon. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we actually, we actually, we talked about that a couple yeah, days we ago. We, we went to the website, and you, they just have it says blockbuster video. You you try to click on it, you can't click on anything. No it's just the icon. <laughs> it's just it. I'm dead serious. We talked about this earlier in the week. That's funny. Well, maybe we've just passed by Sbarro as like a pizza option, just the same way that society left Blockbuster behind. Oh, don't don't you slander Sbarro. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I'd rather you slander Kirk Cousins than slander Zabarro. But anyway, let's talk. Well, some- I can do that. <laughs> let's talk some Minnesota Viking football, man. I appreciate the uh, the time tonight. Um, well, let's start with look, – look, I want to start with you. This is not even Vikings related. I want to I start with you what me and Chris have just been talking about for the last 10 to 12 minutes. And it's the situation in Washington. What do you make of this Eric Bieniemy situation? Because him going and being the OC for the commanders is the weirdest – um, I think most ridiculous thing ever. It's just it's a downgrade. Why would you do a lateral move? I get it that 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 maybe you want to prove that it's not just Andy Reid and that you're an offensive wizard and genius. But I, I'm sorry, man. I don't. I think that Rivera is going to be out of a job at the end of next year. No, I think that's true. And also, like it sounds like they're just going to roll with Sam Howell. And I'm kind of intrigued by that idea of just like, hey, let's see if. The guy that we drafted, um, you know, can turn out to be something, but he was also a fifth round pick. So I'm not sure that, you know, the ceiling is that high with that idea. But, you know, I think that there's also been maybe some things in Kansas City where you wonder, like, how, and I know they've won the Super Bowls and stuff, but just how Eric B. Enemy has fit in with that. And, I, and that, that buzz kind of went away, but there was some of that from last year of, like, is there some conflicts between him and Patrick Mahomes? Are they kind of on the same page? And, yes, I know, they just won the Super Bowl, so obviously they must be. But Mahomes wields so much power in that organization that if he's not happy with anything, um, they're going to make a change. So there is that. But, it, of course, from the outside, it also reads as that he wants to get out from under Andy Reid's shadow, which, of course, you know, Kevin O'Connell did not have to do to get a head coaching job. But there's also the element that cannot be ignored here because racism in – the hiring practices of the NFL is a massive problem. And the fact that, like, Raheem Morris doesn't have a head coaching job, Brian Flores doesn't have a head coaching job, that is a disgrace, okay? So let me say that. But with Eric Bieniemy specifically, if you go to his Wikipedia page and you go to legal issues, like, there's some things in the guy's background that are very concerning. And I think that would definitely be coming up uh, if, you know, he were to get a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if things in his background are holding him back. Now, I know it hasn't been a problem that recently, but still, like, when you're making someone the face of your organization and they have DUIs and they have, you know, assault toward a woman type of thing in, in their background, there there's some pretty big concerns there, right, because you're really giving the keys to the organization. So I think that he is trying to go somewhere else, prove what he can do and get a head coaching job, but I also think there's a reason probably that um, teams are a little bit hesitant on him. And, and and that sounds about right. And, and look, I would like to, I would like to know more that that is more the point than the point about, you know, just maybe his racist holding. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 we know that racism is a thing in the NFL, especially with uh, the uh, hiring of uh, of coaches. But man, I just I feel for the guy. And look, if 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 his legal issues or le- or things in the past are that much of a detriment, then then maybe he'll just never get a head coaching job. But it's, I just find this entire thing interesting. But the one thing that I like about Eric Bieniemy, um, Matthew, is the fact that 
I like because I was there in Kansas City when he was there. I like that he coaches his guys hard. I like the fact that he gets in guys' faces. I love that. I loved it when O'Brien got in the face of Tom Brady in New England. Like, I like guys that are not going to back down from stars or anybody that they're trying to coach up. Yeah, and I don't disagree, but also if, like, his reputation at all uh, with the way that he's coached Patrick Mahomes is – if there's any issues there, then what is everyone else in the league going to think? Like – if if Patrick Mahomes doesn't like him, you know you know what I mean. Like, and there's been there's been enough of like sort of I, I what what do you call it? like buzz or kind of people talking about that relationship and the enemy from his personality that makes you wonder like our team's concerned about the way he's going to handle the players because it isn't an old school you know mentality anymore that that teams want. They want Kevin O'Connells who are going to be a lot more sort of positive with their players and let their players more run the team. And if the enemy has an old school mentality and, and so like, it's, it's very complicated because I, there, if, if he was a white guy, he's probably got a job already. I think we know that. Um, so I want to acknowledge that there are reasons that I think teams are staying away from him, but also that if it was, you know, a shoe on a different foot that he probably would have got a head coaching job and they would have just apologized for all the other red flags that are there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. All right, uh, we're talking to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider here on the Late Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Live. He's broadcasting live from the Mall of America. All right, so let's get into Brian Flores. He was introduced a couple of days ago. Uh, first um, impressions of Flores uh, at the uh, at the press conference uh, being introduced as the new D.C. I like that you said, like, live from Mall of America, like I'm here for a reason other than just, like, it's Friday night and I'm just doing nothing else. Uh, but my, my impression of Brian Flores is that he was very guarded about a lot of the things that we wanted to know. So, like, about the lawsuit in particular against the NFL, as we're talking about, you know, the league hiring practices. And, you know, he didn't have much to say about that. I mean, he basically said, like, yeah, I can't really get into it. Um, but he didn't deny wanting to, you know, get back to be a head coach. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, as far as, you know, schematic things, we already know what his mentality is to send a lot of blitzes asked for a lot of man coverage and, and things like that. And I, I think that the thing that stuck out to me the most was just that they talked a lot about how Brian Flores and Kevin O'Connell see a lot of things the same way in football. And I think that last year O'Connell wanted Donatel to do the defense, him to do the offense. But as we learned from Mike Zimmer in the past, that doesn't really work. Like you really have to see the world the same way as your defensive coordinator, even if you're an offensive mind. And both of these guys came from Bill Belichick. They have similar backgrounds. They're similar ages and, and maybe even sort of similar people. So I think that uh, that connection is going to be very important. Um, but they really didn't show many other cards for things like who's going to stay and who's going to go. And they also may not really know that yet. I mean, I'm sure that Flores has his ideas, but, like, what's it going to mean to Eric Hendricks, Harrison Smith? Uh, I saw Zadarius Smith put his house on the market, which is pretty telling, I think about the realistic possibility that he might not be here. So, I mean, there's a lot to be decided, but I think that Brian Flores is absolutely a guy that you want to build your defense in his vision, and especially with his scouting background. Like, they need to get players that they can develop. They need to find under-the-radar guys because they don't have cap space, they don't have draft capital, and I think Brian Flores is a great hire to be able to do that. Did, now, 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 I know that uh, Flores didn't give too much. He didn't reveal too much. But did he seem like he was generally happy to be here in Minnesota? 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the guy wants to be a head coach, right? Like, yep. there's no doubt about it. I mean, when you win a bunch of games as a head coach, you're not going to be, like, totally cool with not getting another opportunity, especially when, the way, you know, it went down the way that it did in Miami. Um, so I'm sure that there's, like, you know, some sort of frustration that's, that's built up still there. But I also think that one of the things the Vikings organization has done, and all businesses should take note, that, you know, when Flores came in, he said that he noticed right away that every department was very diverse. And I know that the Wilfs have put a lot of emphasis in this. You know, Kelly Klein is a top executive for the Denver Broncos. She rose up the ladder here um, in Minnesota and is one of the, the highest ranking, if not the highest ranking woman executive in any front office in the NFL. Like, they, they want that. Um, and they've put an emphasis on that throughout the entire organization. And that's something as Flores, a really good candidate for this job, notices right away and I think was, was comfortable with that and wanting to be with an organization that he didn't feel was going to treat him like the Dolphins. I mean, I think that I think any, any of us, uh, if we were in his shoes, would be very discerning about what type of organization and the mentality of the ownership uh, that you want to join. So I think that that was important. Also, his kids are huge Justin Jefferson fans, so that also played into it, too. Oh, wow. That's nice. All right. Hey, Brian Flores' kids doing the gritty. They doing the gritty on the sidelines with J.J. That'll be awesome, man. All right, man. Well, you're rocking out with Sloan on a Friday night. Tell Sloan that we miss her and I asked about her. Um, anything like is there anything that you need to buy from the mall in the next 30 minutes? No, no. I mean, we're just walking around. I mean, you know, it's a good time. And see, here he is. He's talking about, well, why am I taking you a, a picture for you? You got nothing to do. You got nothing to do. I, you know, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm probably not going to take the picture. I just, I, you couldn't explain to me why I needed to do it. I did. So I'm not going to do it. I did for the show because we had a, one of the topics was about the pizza and we brought in Zabaro and the rectangle pizza thing. So we wanted to be different than all of the other shows. Jason DeRussia talked about it and now he's out the door to go to spring training. We wanted to bring it live and direct via Matthew Collar, an actual picture of Zabaro. You're like a field correspondent. I mean, on yes, this. yes. And then he doesn't want to be, he doesn't, he don't want to be part of the program. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to remember that, Matthew. Okay, I'll I'll try to try as Bart Simpson once said. Yeah, he's not going to try. He's going to he's going to drop the ball. He's going to drop the ball. All right, man. Have fun this weekend and uh, I appreciate the time tonight. All right, thanks Henry. All right, Matthew Collar joining us here. See, he's not, look at that. Come on, man. You got to be a soldier. You got to be down for the show, man. He's not down for us. I'm questioning his loyalty. Got to be down for us. I'm, if it was Chad Hartman <laughs> He'd do it. Would he? I'm screaming racism. Yeah. I'm screaming racism. <laughs> you know what? If Matthew Collar offended you with not making it, I'm sure he would apologize if he could. And we're joking. We're joking. We're joking. You know we don't get down like that. First rule of Lake Show, do not question anything about Lake Show. <laughs> oh, he doesn't want to be woke. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 